This is Jill D. And welcome to my podcast, Never Dull Moment, Single Mom Stories. The stories you're about to hear come from my own experiences being a single mom. None of my stories are intended to tell anyone how to parent or how to raise their children. They are solely for the purposes of sharing them with you. I know everyone has their own stories to tell. These are mine. Tonight I want to share the fact that all three of my kids were born a different way. I know this is just episode two and we're still going through the history stuff. Um, There are some funny stories and some serious issues that we had to deal with. uh, And we'll be sharing those a little bit later on down the line. Um, I wanted you to know a little bit of this history and stuff before we open those doors. So I am a firm believer that children have their own personalities at birth, even maybe before birth. And we as parents, of course, have to cultivate them as they grow and learn. But how they come into the world is completely out of our control. I know nowadays you can schedule a birth, um, but I didn't know those options 20 and 30 years ago when my children were born. Each one of them showed up a different way. My oldest was a girl. She was actually born on a Sunday. At that time, I used to be a dance teacher. Shout out to the Rainbow Dancers, if you guys are listening. They um, let me use the rec center that was in an elementary school around the corner from my house. This way, the neighborhood kids could come and learn to dance free of charge. And when I got pregnant, I asked my doctor, what should I do? He basically just said, keep on dancing. It was a, it was an easy pregnancy. I only gained about 25 pounds. The morning sickness lasted maybe the first four weeks. Well, when I got my due date, I scheduled our last recital, and I thought that would give me about two weeks before the baby came. What actually happened was that I started going into labor the night of the recital. I didn't know I was in labor, you know, first child and all. I just knew I did not feel good. So the man that managed the rec center, he was at every class. He was at every rehearsal. He decided at the last minute to emcee the program. And I was so thankful because I really felt bad. Uh, He just kept telling the audience throughout the whole program, I hope she doesn't have that baby tonight. I hope she don't have that baby tonight. Needless to say, my daughter was born the very next day, on Sunday, on Mother's Day. The real labor started that morning about 6 o'clock in the morning, and me and my family, we were all planning to go out for Mother's Day dinner. But I was so miserable, I didn't want to go. But my mother refused to let me stay home alone, because I'm pretty sure she knew what was happening. So we go to dinner, we're all sitting around the table, everybody ordered their food, And then they brought the food out and sat it on the table. That was it for me. The smell of the food, the look of the food, it made me so sick. I spent most of my time in the ladies' room. 
My mother, my sisters, my cousins, aunts, they all sat around and continued to eat their food. And my mother would send one or two of two of my sisters into the ladies' room to check on me from time to time. So right after dinner, everybody packed up their food, went home. We went straight to the hospital. My mother was zooming so fast as she was speeding around the corner. She hit this curb. I remember it to this day. I thought I would have that baby right there in the car. So when I got to the hospital, I actually got there after they had given out the last Mother's Day plant. It was okay with me, you know. They said, also they said I was too far along to have any type of medication. And I was okay with that too, you know, because I'm I'm super sensitive to everything. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a natural birth. I could do this. It was so extremely painful, pain that I had never known or felt before. When those pains started hitting me over and over and over again, contractions getting harder and harder, I would have easily changed my mind, but it was too late. I was fortunate, though, because my labor and um, delivery nurse, she was pregnant. So she climbed up on the bed, actually, looking me eye to eye, and she helped me do the Lamaze breathing, which I can say definitely helped manage the pain. You know, my uh, daughter was born about two hours after I arrived at the hospital, six pounds, three ounces, 9.27 p.m. There was no stitching. I had no stretch marks. And I was up on my feet about a half an hour after she was born. I told the nurse I needed to go to the bathroom. And she told me, okay, okay, stay in bed. I'll go get you a bedpan. And I'm like, okay, sure, okay. I'm thinking in the back of my head, bedpan? Oh, that's a no for me. So as soon as she left the room, I got up and went to the bathroom. I felt fine. Baby girl slept through the night. She slept most of the time, actually. She didn't even cry unless she was hungry or needed her diaper changed. And once she was satisfied, back to sleep. My first husband had light brown eyes, and mine were really, really dark, so I wanted to see what color eyes she had. She would only peek out of one of them, though, and then slam it shut and then back to sleep. So for about six months, we called her the one-eyed Jack. But she was such a good baby. So... This great baby, sleeping, not crying. Why not have another one, right? Hmm. Four years later, I gave birth to a son. Totally different scenario. If you could see my face right now, you would totally understand what I mean. My daughter came two weeks early. You know, pretty, pretty easy pregnancy and birth. But this boy, he was hanging in there for dear life. He came about 10 days late. And the only reason why he was born on the day that he was born is because I went to the hospital and demanded they, they get it out. I had gained 50 pounds. I had so much weight that I had to kind of waddle from side to side when I walked. The morning sickness, I don't even know if you can call it morning sickness because I was sick from the time of conception until he was born. Every day, sick, sick, sick. If I got up, I got sick. 
If I raised my voice, I got sick. If I looked to the left or to the right, I was sick. If I got upset, sick. I couldn't even decide what to eat on a daily. I would go into my job cafeteria and check out the selections. Now, I choose spaghetti, all right? But I could feel it that the baby didn't want spaghetti. Maybe the baby wanted meatloaf or something like that. I would eat the spaghetti anyway. Two seconds later, I'm off to the ladies' room, losing it all. Clean myself up, go back to the cafeteria, and then order the meatloaf like I should have in the first place. The day that he was born, I was home and everything was just driving me crazy. My bangs touching my face, driving me crazy. So I grabbed a pair of scissors and I started cutting them back. And my mother walks into the room. She stood there. She looked at me and she says, yeah, uh, I think you need to go to the hospital. I didn't have a car at the time, so I called a cab. My mom, she stayed back with my daughter. And when I got to the hospital, they told me, you know, after they examined me, it wasn't time yet. There was no way in this world I was letting them send me back home. I told that doctor, you do whatever you have to do to make it time because I'm not going back home. I couldn't take one more minute. I was so erratic that my doctor suggested to me, what about inducing? Okay, inducing. I didn't totally understand what that meant or what was involved, but if it meant that that baby would be delivered today, I was all in. So I said, set me up. They put me in the room. They got me all ready. They put an IV in my arm with the slow drip. My labor pain started. Okay, it started. Then it got harder. Yeah, they got a little harder. Then they got harder and harder to the point where I could hardly see. There was no breaks in between these contractions to even breathe. I'm saying in the back of my head, I remember with my daughter, I would get some reprieve in between the contractions, but not this time. It was pure torture. But who God blame? I agreed to it. So after about two and a half hours of, of, it felt like someone was stomping on me. For two and a half hours, my boy was born. 2.30 p.m., nine pounds, six ounces. They ended up stitching me for about 20, 30 minutes. I had stretch marks from head to toe. Looked like I was attacked by a tiger. He was long and skinny and had the biggest feet I had ever seen on a baby. And I'm looking at him. They're holding him up and I'm focused on his feet. I don't know why, but I was like, why are his feet so big? And when I looked up, he was sucking on his fists, pushing both of his fists into his mouth at the same time, trying to swallow both of them. Just greedy. And trust me, to this day, he has the same personality same personality last but not least another boy this time I knew almost immediately that I was pregnant I was in a grocery store in a detergent aisle and almost fell out 
The smell was so strong, I had to run out of the store before I passed out. The baby was born in March, almost to the day from the visit to my second husband. He was in North Carolina at Fort Bragg, and after we married, I stayed in New Jersey. You know, we both agreed to let my daughter finish out her grade before we all moved down to North Carolina. So with this baby, I gained 35 pounds and really didn't have much morning sickness. In fact, you couldn't even really tell that I was pregnant if you was looking at me from the back. It was when I swung around to the front that I could have knocked you over with the belly. But I had an insatiable, insatiable cravings for sweets and fast food, Twinkies in particular and Taco Bell. Never was a fan of it until I got pregnant. And if you know me, if you know anything about me, you know I do not eat fast food. But I had to have Taco Bell. I would have walked there if I couldn't get there. So the day I went into labor, it was about maybe about 2 o'clock in the morning. My husband wasn't at the house. Um... He was he was assigned to the barracks, actually. It was an overnight security detail. And I'm probably not saying the correct title for it, but you, you understand what I'm trying to say. So he wasn't there. Uh, I hopped into the shower, and then I ran over to my neighbor's house and banged on their back door to wake them up. It was pouring down raining. And her husband came to the back door. He saw me. He let me in right away. And he knew by looking at me um, that it was time. So he went and woke up his wife. And um, I sat down in the living room and watched the two of them run into circles and bumping into each other, trying to wake up and figure out what to do and when to get her going. So um, he, he put me in a car and then he raced to the hospital and at that point, actually, me and my husband were kind of at odds with each other. And that's why he was at the barracks. But um, that's a different story for a different time. So I got to the labor and delivery room, and I was in there alone. Later on, a few minutes later, the sergeant major's wife came in to the hospital, and she stayed with me throughout the entire labor and delivery process. Um, I'm sure my neighbor's husband called my husband once he dropped me off at the hospital, let him know. But um, when I woke up in the recovery room, his face was the first face that I saw. And the first question out of his mouth was, what did I name him? Before his birth, I wanted to use my husband's middle name, but he was adamant, and I mean adamant, that I not use his middle name. I told y'all he had a whole nother family, right? So different story different time I'm in back into the labor and delivery room let's talk about that so labor was for about eight hours hard labor it was long it was painful it was exhausting but every time they checked there was no dilation so they'd wait another hour and they checked no dilation Another hour, check, no dilation. So after so many hours and no change, the doctor was kind of perplexed. He's saying, you know, the contractions are hard enough, but you're not dilating. 
So after eight hours of suffering, they decided to um, do a cesarean section. They prepped me for surgery. I was I was nervous at first, but there wasn't much I could do. You know, I'm I'm asking and pleading with them, please, not too much medicine. I'm I'm hypersensitive, and um, they're like, yeah, 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 did what they needed to do. I could feel I could feel a doctor pulling and tugging, and the pressure, but I didn't really feel any pain. So I'm feeling them, you know, moving me around and 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 pulling the baby out, but I didn't really feel feel um, any type of pain at all, and I was totally aware of the whole process. So when the doctor finally pulls the baby out. He says in a really low voice, he goes, well, well, no wonder. He goes, look at his head. And when he held the baby up, all I saw was like this big round ball. He's born 1045 a.m., all of 10 pounds, 10 pounds. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, is there such a thing as a 10 pound baby? I'm thinking a 10 pound baby. But when you saw him, he was like eight pounds of head and two pounds of body with the biggest cheeks I had ever seen on a baby. He was so big that none of the hospital clothing or the diapers could fit him. So I asked the sergeant major's wife, please go and get my baby some clothes that fit. He's laying in the nursery. He looks like the teacher and all the other babies look like the students. And although he was big, he was a big baby, he didn't like eating much. I had to force him to eat. Like every four hours, I had to force him to eat. When we got back to our home, I tried several different formulas, and he didn't like any of them. He would spit them all up. And after some time, you know, he would drink his bottle, but 10 minutes later, it was all over me. You know, he was a fickle eater, and he's still a fickle eater very stubborn and when he got a little bit older he would sit and stare at his plate of food at dinner time and he would just sit and just study it and then he would advise me while he was pointing to each item on his plate he goes okay I'm gonna eat that and I'll eat that but I am not eating that very picky eater but he had a terrible terrible sweet tooth and I remember uh, this 10-pound kid at birth, fortunate, and, and the story goes on. He actually grew to be 6 feet 4 inches tall, perfect for his center position on a high school basketball team. So three kids, three births, three different ways. I've experienced a natural birth being induced, and a cesarean. Each birth represented each one of their personalities and how they came into the world. So that's my story. Please don't hesitate to share any comments or birth stories that you have on the Facebook page, Never a Dull Moment Single Mom Stories, or by email, Never a Dull Moment Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your stories and um, tell me what you think. I've enjoyed sharing with you tonight. And until next time, 
never a dull moment.